Hello and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, a podcast by two Arsenal guys who just like a bit of football. Today uh, we're going to talk about a few different things. We're going to talk about a few games we've missed out on. Uh, we're going to talk about the couple of Chelsea games, the FA Cup uh, third round and the Bournemouth game. I'm Fergus, I'm from Arsenal Fans Forum. I am Mike, I'm Bangers Concept. Hope you enjoy the podcast. So Mike, how are we doing? I am well. It's been a while since we did one of these. I mean, I was in the UK last week, so we had some conversation back and forth there, and we enjoyed the Chelsea match and the build-up to that, which we'll talk about. But uh, like I told you, I feel like I'm getting a sinus infection again, but hopefully this is uh, it goes away soon. And like I said to you, you're a big girl. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. It's Friday. I've, I, to be honest, uh, I think I've touched on it uh, work-wise. Uh, this this year has just been full on. I got some uh, good accounts uh, come on in my work, and I'm just been really, really busy. But uh, and hence why it's been hard to try and uh, do some podcasts. We did try and record one in, in your absence while you were doing fighting the new Balkan War. Um, <laughs> myself and myself and controversial Manny uh, tried to get a podcast together, um, but unfortunately. Um, between my internet and his internet and microphones, it was just shocking. You couldn't put it out to man and a beast. Honestly, it was awful. So hopefully, hopefully this will be better. Here we so are what again. about a prediction league? Uh, I don't think we've done very well, have we? Hey, listen, all that matters, who's top of the league? <laughs> I don't think the standings have changed in about three weeks. <laughs> no, they haven't. I just got lucky at the beginning. <laughs> we're, we're terrible at this. Uh, are we terrible at it? Look, I think we wear our hearts on our sleeves and yeah. uh, we obviously support the Arsenal. We want to see the Arsenal win. I can't predict that they'll lose. Hold on, I'm starting to get that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think I think they've just let us down, haven't they, big time? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a very difficult start to the 2018 calendar for sure. Hopefully it gets better, but... It doesn't look very promising at the moment. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Should we run over the bits of football that we missed about? We'll, we'll keep the first leg of the semi-final separate because I want to talk to you more about that separately because you were here and you met up with Dave and a few other guys. Um, so we look at the Chelsea draw at home. Choo-choo. Yeah, that was, uh, I think we had both predicted a victory. I think you said two to one, maybe. I said three to one. Uh, it was, I mean, it was, a, it was a very open game of football. <laughs> um, I think the there was loads of controversy again with the hazard penalty. Uh, was it a penalty or not? I, I guess, what do you think? Uh, I think it was extremely soft. Uh, I do think Bellerin caught the back of his thigh stroke ankle, uh, not thigh, um, calf stroke ankle. Um, but he went down like he was shot, didn't he? Like by a, a Bren gun in the, in the World War One. Jesus Christ, he was. Yeah, he hit some. Hits him on the bottom of the foot. Uh, I guess I think the rule, or I, I had seen something on BBC, or, or maybe it was Sky, but 
one of the reporters or one of the pundits said, you know, if there's contact, then it's a penalty. So I guess if you're going to look at it that way, then there's a lot of penalties that aren't called. Uh, yes, it was soft. Yes, there's contact. Um, I'm not too mad that he called it. I, I guess I'm more frustrated at the embellishment. He he went down and then grabbed his shin. Yes. And he came nowhere near hitting his shin. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing the thing for me, I, I didn't think it was a penalty initially. Uh, I thought he dived. Um, I watched it the following day. Well, I was obviously at the ground, but I watched it the following day. I was in, in the pub for a change. And um, uh, I, I saw it come up on Sky Sports News and I come along and said, oh, that was never a penalty. That was really harsh. Then it, it flicked around a couple of angles and I went, actually, if that was outside the box, that would have been a free kick all day long. Ergo, it's a penalty. Soft as hell, but a penalty. Yeah, and but then on the flip side of that, if if the ruling says if there's contact, then what do we say about what happened with Maitland Niles? When was that one that Maitland Niles slips in the, the one box? That he got into the box I thought, and, yeah, that fifteen minutes. I thought he slipped in the box. So he gets into the box and then he cuts across uh, Victor Moses, who then catches him with mistakenly, right? Because he comes across the back of Maitland Niles and he hits his foot, which then results in Maitland Niles tripping on himself or tripping himself. But the contact came from Moses. But again, if yeah, the, but that, that even would though be it was not intentional, that would be even though it's it? not intentional, though it's contact. Yeah, but he, I don't he think make- it's a penalty. I personally don't think it's a penalty. That, that was a 15 but, minutes. I, I, I've made a note that he slips in the box, but it was uh, not a pen, but a great run by him. So he doesn't slip. He Actually, there is contact from Moses' okay. knee that hits his foot as he comes across the back of him. But again, I personally didn't think it was a penalty. But going back to see what all the pundits and, and the reporters said in terms of the Bellerin one, yes, there's contact. It's got to be a pen. So if that's the ruling and that's the, the rule, then why is that one not a pen, regardless if it's intentional or not, right? Handballs aren't always intentional, but they get called. <laughs> Mike, so, Dean, Mike Dean, definitely, especially when it's us. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I think there's so much gray area to it because again, if it's contact, if that's what's deemed the penalty is because of the contact, whether it's intentional or not, then that happens has to be a penalty again personally i don't think it is but there's just so much gray area to it that we can only hope that var will help that but i'm not too i'm not too confident uh, wasn't, wasn't there a bit of controversy over var at the chelsea norwich game i, I didn't watch it all because I, I, I was i didn't watch it either i was on a flight but i i heard that there was some controversy about a goal that wasn't given or a goal that was given it was, but was incorrectly i think it was penalties given. that were given or weren't given so yeah. It's Chelsea, it's the FA Cup, who's interested? We, 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 we don't want any more of them. Not this year anyway. From that, from that Chelsea match, the only other thing that I wanted to touch on was the after we scored that game-tying goal, Bellerin scores it, which I, I have to take my hat off to him. That was a sublime finish. It's not easy to hit that ball on the bounce yes. the way he did, um, especially for a right-back. <laughs> um, but we scored and straight off the kickoff, we almost yeah, conceded Marantz third goal. With the what? Keeper. Jesus Christ. How the hell does that and happen? Costa hit the, hit the bar, didn't he? Yeah. Off of that rebound. I don't, I don't, if, if Marata's on a, a decent day, we concede four or five. Not easily. with Marata, you don't. But I'm saying if he Marata's anybody else, on a decent Marata. day. Marata is absolutely pants. Honestly. I could not believe it. 
I, it just blew my mind how they were able to come off the kickoff and nearly score again. Like, what the hell was our defense doing? I don't. You know what? I, and it's evident over this Christmas and uh, the, the last few weeks. It's quite evident we don't really have a proper defense. And because we've been flipped and changed between a three at the back to a four at the back, uh, you're having Maitland Niles, who. He's not a left back. Um, he's not a winger. He is a central midfield player. Uh, even by Wenger's own admission, he's a central mid, uh, midfield player. Um, I don't think it, it it helps us at all. We need we need uh, a decent keeper. Check. It's fine. He's great in his day, but he's not been fantastic for us. 17 uh, penalties, and he's let 17 in. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jesus. You would think you would even by mistake yeah, save yeah, one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just, it's just horrendous, absolutely horrendous. And it, it, Maitland Niles, I think he, he he's had really good times in some games, and then he's been caught out. He got caught out by Alonso for that second goal. Uh, well, it was Zappa Costa who just turned on him easily, and then Alonso came off the back of yeah, Mustafi. Yeah, but yeah, and he was exposed on that yeah, goal for sure. sure. But. Listen, even though it was a 2-2, and I'm glad it was a 2-2, uh, I thought it was an extremely entertaining game. Uh, the atmosphere in the stadium was boom. It was like absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable atmosphere. I had my uh, my daughter's uh, boyfriend. Here. They, they were all for Germany uh, for Christmas. And uh, we... we we, because um, obviously I'm, I'm bringing a guest. I said to my wife, I'll have to get the train down into London. We'll have to do the full football experience. We'll have to go to the pub beforehand. We'll have to go to the football and the pub afterwards. So, you know, I, I only done it for, 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 for Martin. But um, yeah, we, we, we had a good day out. But um, it, it, it was a great atmosphere. I brought him to the football last year uh, for Christmas as well. And we ended up with the West Brom game and he was bored. And I've got, I've, I've been to Dynamo Dresden in, in, in Germany. Uh, it's, it's stunning German football. And that's League Two uh, German football. Absolutely stunning. Decent, decent enough football, but the atmosphere is banging. Unbelievable. Um, the one thing I did, I made a little note on here, and uh, I did mention to the said fellow I'm going to talk about, um, Theo Walcott. I know he's no longer with us, and uh, well done, Theo. 100 goals for the Arsenal in 10 years, and enjoy your coffee machine. But he had... Uh, he had he had golden boots on, for Christ's sake, Jesus, Theo! Somebody talk to him. Why would a player who can't get, even get ahead of a Wobi in the FA Cup wear golden boots? So he's warming Maybe up. He was hoping that that would do the trick for him. <laughs> well, he's warming up <laughs> by the corner flag where we are on block five, and I'm 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 yelling down to him. Oi, Theo, what are you doing? Golden boots? That's as close as you're ever going to get a golden boot, mate. Fucking hell! Beer's great. Maybe maybe that's why he ended up leaving the club because you were harassing him too much. It's all my fault. Then is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Um, somewhat. <laughs> well, there, there, there is a hashtag Fergus out on, on the Arsenal fans forum. So we definitely think that is, that is known. <laughs> I guess we'll see. We'll see when he lines up for the first match with Everton, if he's wearing those golden boots or if he switches it up, if he switches it up, then maybe you got to him. <laughs> I think he probably will. I think it's a sponsorship deal because I did see, um, I did see another player for West Brom. I think it was, was it West Brom? No, it might've been. 
No, uh, I, it might have been another Chelsea player, and they were wearing golden boots as well. So I think it must be a, it must be a, a new Nike Predator or whatever type of boot. So after that, we got we done um, the FA Cup, didn't we? Forest away. We got done by the FA Cup. Is more like it. <laughs> no, we didn't get done by the FA Cup. We're FA Cup holders. Thirty, the record um, FA Cup holders. Um, uh, yeah, well, what, uh, what does that get us? <laughs> one thing on on the last game, the Chelsea game. Do you know that was the sixtieth time Wenger played Chelsea? I wonder what his record is against them. I don't know what the overall record is, but I did know I didn't I did note I saw some stat come on. I thought that was interesting. I mean, he's got um, a good record against them since Conte's been there. I think he's only lost once to him. Uh, which yeah, is I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm unsure of the Conte bridge. thing. I don't, I don't yeah. think Conte will be there next season, but uh, that's yeah, another Um Fact: No team win the uh, has won the FA Cup in four out of five years. That's one of the the, the facts of the uh, the FA Cup. Uh, I had no. We, we had a text conversation a little bit about the FA Cup, and I had no issue with the lineup. Actually, uh, I thought the lineup was a good lineup. The starting eleven. Um, it was some younger players, and we knew knew there would always be some fringe players. A little bit of experience, like with the likes of uh, Theo, uh, Ospina, etc. Um, but there was no options on the bench. And that just that just done me. We should have had, whether it be Sanchez, we should have had something that if the shit hits the fan, we can bring somebody on. Yeah, I was like you said, I wasn't too upset by the starting 11. I think there was enough balance in between uh, the experience and the youth. Uh, I think there was they were more than capable of having a team out there that was able to make the difference and get us across the line but as i had posted a tweet about it earlier before the match kicked off i was hopeful that that starting 11 would be able to get us to the point where we didn't depend on what we had on the bench to get us out of trouble and that's exactly what ended up happening is they didn't do what they needed to do and we didn't have the options on the bench to to come in and really make a difference. I mean, you had guys like Enketia and Akpom coming in off the bench. Like for Nottingham Forest, that doesn't really concern them, right? Whereas if you had a player like Alexis on the bench or you know an Ozil on the bench, I know that he had a knock at the time, but just someone with an impact name um, that can come in and really change the game. I suppose what we really needed was um, Giroud to be fit because he would have been perfect on the bench, and that you would have brought him on. But he's still out injured at the minute. At least I think that's what he is still out injured. I, w- I was actually quite impressed with um, is it. Bertone, um, the young 18-year-old striker for Forest. I thought he was actually, it, it, there's going to be a lot of Premier League and Championship uh, uh, teams looking at that lad. He, was, he looked about 25, 26. I was surprised he was only 18. Yeah, he did well. I mean, his movement was great. Um, I think he also benefited from the fact that Per Mertesacker can't run very fast. <laughs> um, it still that, that, that confuses the, the hell out of me you just, how he's so slow and we play such a high line. I would, I, literally, I was about to say that to you. You just reminded me. Per Mertesacker was on the, 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 the edge of the centre circle. And he can't. I can. I, I can sleep faster than he can uh, walk or run. You know what I mean? He's just Jesus. Yeah. Um, and 
Holding got slagged off in that game, and I don't think Holding was as bad as people talked about. I think Holding was actually covering a lot for Metasacker in a lot of ways. But if I if if I was playing with Per, Per's got a lot of experience and everything else. Um, I would have left Per go no further than just above the D, and he stay there. The back line stay there, stay absorb it, and then just release to the, to the wing backs and get it up the pitch. But hey, listen, I'm not Arsene Wenger. Yeah, I mean, given the fact that, I mean, we all know that Murtisacker has has his career has been based on being able to read the game. Yep. He has experience. The games that he's done well for us, you know, the FA Cup final, uh, you know, he, he put in such a solid performance because his ability to read the game, he, he can anticipate what's going to happen. And that, in some ways, makes up for his lack of pace. But the fact that you play him in a, I mean, they were basically in a back four, and you play him so high with his inability to cover ground just exposes you. And, and I think Bretran, who is the striker for Nottingham Forest, they just again, lumped it over the well. top to him. He, they just lumped it over the top to him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he was, spun him. he was a strong guy, strong on the ball. And the fact that he took advantage of Murtisacker's lack of pace, and I think for a period there, he it was getting to holding. It looked like he he was really struggling mentally to really adjust to it, and he was getting frustrated at some point where he had a 10-minute period there in the second half where he just completely came undone. And during that 10-minute period was when we conceded that penalty, uh, which ended up making it 4-2. to two i think it was yeah. or three to two i can't remember the one that he turned and caught the guy out with his foot but uh again it, it just completely confuses me how the hell you play such a high that, line that, with someone like murder three one that was a penalty uh, clanged by holding at 63rd minute so yeah 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 so that 10 minute period right there i mean he had fouled bretron a couple of times in midfield uh you know he held up the ball and holding just kind of went, came in behind him and, and shoved him through the ball. So he, he struggled there again. Like you said, I don't think he was that bad. I think he was just exposed uh, by the fact that murder soccer was, was poor, even though he got us the equalizing goal at one, one, but one note that I had from that match was, or one of the two, we can talk about the second one after is I know what the second, second one is for the, <laughs> Well, the first the first one is uh, the the first goal. I mean, I don't understand how the hell you allow something like that. I mean, the gap in between our defensive line at the top of the six and the space between them and Ospina, and then Lehigh is able to get in that space. That's say the zonal marking one, isn't it? Where the, where you've got two guys on front of the uh, the the penalty taker, but yet again the wall that we've got is like out near the penalty spot so there's a big we, we, we actually played them on side didn't we well the wall has to be there because and I saw people messaging or posting stuff on Twitter like oh why are you putting your wall there and it, it completely baffled me I mean anyone that's played football or understands anything about it that wall needs to be there to cover the near post it allows Ospina to kind of step out the problem is is that you have Murder Soccer who's leading your back line World Cup winner you know he's got a significant amount of experience and he's not able to see the gap between that wall and where we lined up at the top of the six. And then on top of that, we have about seven players on that line. And I think if I'm not mistaken, there was three forest players and how the hell does one guy with seven defenders get free in that gap? Like murder soccer has got to see it. One of the other players has to see it. Ospina has to see it. I mean, it's embarrassing at the fact that they scored that goal. And then the second one, he has the same player 
has all the time in the world to take that ball down on his chest and lets it come down and then one times it into the corner. Um, you know, it was a great goal, great finish, but the time that he had to take that down and everyone was just kind of standing around him, allowing him to take that shot. Yeah, it was Lee High, wasn't it? Yeah, great strike, great yeah. strike. Yeah, it was a good finish, but I mean, the time, I mean, how much time, he had the, all the time that he needed to do what he had to do. I mean, he, he was able to chest that ball down let it come down to his foot and still execute the shot with no real pressure. And I mean, how ridiculous And then go in 2-1 that? up at half time. So, yeah. For me, that first half, I thought um, Maitland-Niles was man of the match if you were doing it at half time. And I thought Espina had kept us in the game. Um, he did. He made a couple of big saves. And yeah. Yeah. But my, my concern with him is I think in between the, in between the posts, he's solid. But I think anything in the air into the box, he's still very unsure of, which makes me he's nervous. A good, he's a good shot stopper and everything else. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, elephant in the room on this one was uh, we, we had uh, quite, a, <laughs> quite, a, quite a prolific text exchange, didn't we? Um, I, I, I think I was a little bit more forgiven than you. You were going, where the fuck's the VAR? I'll let you yeah. get here. Yeah, I mean, that second penalty... Um, which we were fortunate that Welbeck got that goal. I mean, let's be honest. There's no reason why the keeper should have allowed that, and he kind of gave us a lifeline back into yep. it. And at that point, I thought, okay, we have a little bit of experience. Nottingham Forest isn't doing well in the league. Maybe they're going to crumble, and maybe we'll get a late goal, and we'll bring it back to the Emirates. But then that fourth goal happens, and, I mean, the, the play comes from Theo Walcott. Again, if you watch it back, he, he basically just falls asleep, Passes played into him. Yes, I don't remember who made the pass, but it's a it's a poor pass. But he makes no effort to get to that ball. I mean, he if he literally just takes two steps towards the ball, he stops the the forest player from getting there, or at least getting to where he got. Instead, he just waited. The guy ran right by him, took it away, ran by Debushi. Um, Debushi made an effort to come back, and I mean, he he gets the ball right. Whether it's a penalty or not, I, I wouldn't have been upset if they didn't call it. But that they, the fact that they did call it, sure, you can say it was reckless, regardless of if you got the ball or not. But then when they take the penalty, his the guy that took the penalty, his planted foot slips. And when the shot is taken, if it doesn't hit his right foot, I believe it was, that ball's going probably out of bounds. But fortunately, when he strikes the ball, it hits the tip of his other foot, which redirects it down the middle of the net. And that's why the players from the Arsenal players, you know, complained right away and they they didn't review it. I mean, they had a conversation about it, but it, was, it, it ended up standing. There was no VAR on that game. The, the, the first VAR was on the Monday night game. I think it was Brighton in the FA Cup. I can't remember who they were against. That was the first VAR and it wasn't used. And obviously we had the AR at, um, at the Chelsea game, which we'll get on to in a second. Um, for me, I, I thought Dabuchi got the ball and it shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have been a penalty. Um, I was a bit more lenient on the penalty taker and I wasn't aware so much of the rule that, that you seem to be more aware about the double take. And I, I actually thought he'd kicked the ball before he slipped into it. But on reflection and seeing it afterwards, uh, yeah, I, I, I do happen to agree with you. And I'm now educated or educated <laughs> on 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 the uh, on the on that rule. You know, it's the first time in 25 years that the holders have been kicked out of the FA Cup of the third round, and it's also yeah. the first time. Uh, uh, the last time that uh, a lower league team 
put four goals past Arsenal was 1908. That's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> and to make matters worse, um, Lehigh, his wife, I don't know if you saw this, but his wife told him that if he scored a hat-trick this season, yeah, he could dog. get a dog. And he got the dog, and on top of that, he named it Arsenal, or Gunner. Gunner is what he called Gunner, it, I think. Yeah, it was. I know, I know. Yeah. And we, 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 there's the, the, the last uh, fact, we finish on this one, um, we always say we put the kids out, and put again, but the average age of our team uh, at Forest was greater than the Forest team. And we said we put the kids out. Yeah, I mean, that goes to show, again, I, th- there was a lot of players in that squad that I think needed to really put in a performance, and I think they, they failed. Yeah, well, Sorry. Murder Soccer came out after the match and said that, basically, there was a lot of players that needed to make their presence felt, but, I mean, realistically, the, uh, he was the, one uh, of them. Uh, yeah, he was one, <laughs> but I think, I, I, I think he's probably holding his hands up and known, but he's playing to a tactic and the ta- who, who coached him and who told him to play that high line, you know? So uh, giving him a little bit of defense, uh, I, I'll talk about him and uh, Sanchez warming up at the Chelsea game in a minute, but um, I, I've got a lot of time for Permata Saka. The guy is uh, Arsenal through and through. Uh, and he, when he's on the pitch, he gives it his all. But his all is not good enough because I don't think he's able anymore. Hence why he's I get, retiring. I get that. But I understand coaching comes into it and I know what they, they work on during the week. But I don't – I mean, like I said, I've played. I manage right now. I play still. And there's no excuse for that. I don't care what you work on during the week. When you take that pitch, you know what your responsibilities are regardless of what you've worked on, what you've been told. There's no excuse for allowing a, f- a goal like that. I mean, again, everyone, there's three players from Nottingham Forest on that line. And how do you allow him to get in between you and the goalie without yeah. anyone picking him up? There's no, I don't care what you've worked on during the week. There's no excuse for it. And especially for someone like Murder Soccer, his experience, what he's been through, where he's been, I don't – I can't write him off on it, uh, unfortunately. And, and I, I know he has a, a great footballing brain and he's – Hopefully he can bring a lot to the club when he retires and, and the youth teams and the development. But in that situation, I above all hold him responsible given that he was the captain. and Or was Theo the captain? Was it Theo or, or uh, Murder Soccer for that match? I think it was Per. I'm not 100%. I'd be lying if I said I was, I was 100% sure, but I would have thought. Oh, was that, it was Murder Soccer. Yeah, I just yeah, checked. So yeah, it should, it regardless should if he was captain or not, he should have been able to pick that up and he failed to do so and from that moment on we were we were in trouble you could tell straight from the get-go yeah um so that's us out of the fa cup the fa cup holders um everything started to go a bit downhill from there to to be honest among the social media world anyway because everyone's now all doom and gloom and everything else but you made uh, a, a, a momentous trip to London, didn't you? Um, it was it, it was a fraught trip to get here in the first place, wasn't it? Because we were meant to meet and do a live podcast at uh, 11 a.m. Uh, we were down in around Tower Hill area, but we didn't get to meet up till about three, four o'clock, didn't we? Yeah, it was my flight got delayed the night before, so I was on the phone for about four hours with British Airways trying to figure it out. They put me on a new flight, which ended up being the same flight. <laughs> um, so I, I got to... Yeah, they called it Delta, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. So then I got to... Uh, 
the airport and they ended up putting me on a flight, which was three hours later, which was delayed from the day before. So by the time we got through customs, which took forever uh, and got to the airport or got to the hotel because of traffic, it was just, it was, I want to say maybe closer to 12. And at that point I was just completely shattered. So I needed I, to take a nap. I think, I think your message was about 20 past, 20 past 11 and you said, I need sleep and a yeah. shower and something to eat. So, yeah. But I did tell you, don't take an Uber. You should have got the tube. It would have been easier. It might have been, but I was just – I didn't want to have to think about it. <laughs> and the Uber would just seem so much easier. Just tell them where to take me and take me there. So, uh, yeah. We you, like, up- you, like Lon- you like London traffic as well, don't you? Oh, my God. It's, it's dreadful. Once you get into the actual city, it's a nightmare. Uh, but you know what the good thing is we we've got in london we've got something called the congestion zone so there's a there's a, a ring around r- roughly it started where your hotel was into the west end uh, and you pay 11 pound 50 uh, to enter the city on uh, monday to friday between seven and six i think it is um the only good thing about the congestion zone is you do actually get what you pay for you pay for congestion you get congestion Definitely get it. It's, it's good value. It's good value. So we we met up. We met up in was it the ship around the corner? I, I end up um, introducing to my brother the Mank um, yep. Rory. Um, me and because uh, I had booked a day off holiday. Um, I met up with Rory for lunch. We had with a, a bite to eat down Liverpool Street. Went for a couple of beers and then we met up with you guys, uh, you and Bill. Um, at uh, at the ship, I think it was about three o'clock. Um, yep. Bill, Bill and I drank man's drinks. We drank beer. <laughs> you drank water and ginger ale and shit like that. So ginger ale is yeah. nice. I like that. But when it's laced with whiskey. Yeah, I was on uh, strict orders with my antibiotics to not drink, so I didn't want to test the waters. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it would have been funny. Uh, well, actually, you didn't really need to because I think you were delusion, uh, uh, delusional anyway because um, what attire were you wearing at that point? Yeah, so I was. I walked into this pub with my Arsenal training top and Fergus looked at me like I had seven heads and said, uh, illum- you're not going- il- it, was, it was blue <laughs> with illuminous yellow. He said, you're not going to the match like that. I said, of course. Why wouldn't I? And uh, him and Rory talked me off the ledge and said, listen, it's not safe. You should go back and change. So, of course, I went back to the hotel and changed my top to something neutral. Boston and, uh, top. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and then once we got into the, the stadium. Did, did, and- did you understand what I meant? Because you would not have got into the stadium you may have been arrested for incitement of violence. Um, <laughs> and if you had actually got in, if you were wearing a coat over the top, I could have understood. Uh, because for me, it was freezing. But you'd just come from minus 20 million degrees. You're like come from, you know, like the ice age land in, in, in New England. Um, but for us, it was a cold night. But for you, you said, oh, this, this is like almost tropical. Um, and if you had actually got into the stadium and somebody has spotted that, Mate. <laughs> yeah, it would have, it would have been tough. Although the the there was two guys sitting next to me, and, and they were wearing no colors. They weren't, but I was trying to figure out who they were supporting, and then uh, Bill ended up seeing one of them had their phone up, and they had the Arsenal Twitter, so they were like, "Oh, they must be Arsenal supporters." And so I asked them quietly, "Like, hey, do you guys you guys Arsenal supporters?" And they were like, "Yeah." So I was like, "All right, good. At least I'm not alone." <laughs> but uh, just hearing the communication between there was there was a couple. I mean, the people in our section were older gentlemen, um, guys that have probably been supporting the club for years. So they've been there pre 
oil money. Yeah. And you can just tell that they were, you know, Chelsea through and through. And uh, they, a few of them, one guy in front of me and a couple of guys behind me got into a discussion with each other and they were going back and forth. And I thought it, originally it was kind of friendly banter, but and it ended up not being. The guy behind me was making comments like, oh, yeah, that's not what your wife said to me the other night when she was sending me nude <laughs> pictures of herself or something of that nature. And I looked at Bill and I was like, holy shit, this is going to get escalating I've just really quickly. I text up so, when I said to you, um, um, how was it? What was the atmosphere like? And your quote was, the atmosphere is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, again, coming from the US, and I think you, you explained it perfectly. It, it seems to be more here of a entertainment factor where back there or in Europe in general is more of a, you know, you have it's those tribal. rivalries. It's you tribal. have those... Yeah, so it was it was fun to see and it was fun to experience and I loved. I got a ton of videos from the from you guys, you know, behind on the way end, uh, singing and chanting, and it was just it was funny to see, you know, at random points in the game where people would stand up and just make gestures towards you guys and you know, Oh my god, it was it was hilarious. But I mean, I did my best to, you know, keep it contained. And we had a couple of chances. And when things would happen, I would, you know, if I had to talk about Arsenal, I would speak to Bill in Portuguese just so people wouldn't yeah. pick up on it. But uh, I mean, it was it was definitely a great experience seeing how it was on the away end. If I was to do it again, I would definitely sit there just for I the atmosphere. Um, but it was good to see it from that perspective as well. It was definitely it was definitely fun and definitely memorable to see it from that perspective could, as well you, because you, it's nothing could you hear like us it is here. Alex and Wobby's having a party. Bring your vodka and your Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I didn't think he was that bad. I actually thought he played decent. You, and you, I'm you not know why that's, he, he did actually play quite decent that night. The reason that started was uh, some fans on the other side. Uh, more towards on the away end, more towards your your side of the stand. Like uh, I was, I was on the side right by the corner flag, two rows in uh, on Conte and Wenger's side. So all the players were warming up right in front of us. Um, but on the other side, yep. uh, they started singing at um, uh, Alex Awobi. You should have stayed at the party. Stayed at the party. You should have stayed at the party. And because he was playing quite well for a change, because recently he hasn't been playing great. Um, Everybody just like a bit of parody came yeah. along and just went, Alex Awobi's having a party. And then somebody else shouted out, bring your vodka and your Charlie. And then the whole place just went, it was absolutely nuts. <laughs> I met a lovely lady who was there next to us, Laura. She's in block nine. So I don't know if she's listening to this or not, but um, uh, yeah, she put up with my uh, rants and uh, singing and everything else. I didn't actually have that much beer for an away day. And considering that a whole day off, I think <laughs> over the whole day I had about six pints. So for me, that's what, practically teetotal yeah it wasn't too bad and we got together at that pub uh with dave his son and a couple yeah, of other little, yeah there, there was there was dave and nick um and there was nick ike who you know as well from the forum uh, there was yep. another dave i don't know what his surname is um lee judges was in 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 the bar we went we, yep. what did we go to we went to the earl's court tavern i think it was wasn't it uh yeah earl's court. do yep. you like the tubes um, I think the first experience with you was interesting. Um, I had actually wrote, I posted a blog about it. Yeah, I read but, it. Uh, 
just quickly to give anyone who hasn't read it <laughs> uh, a recap. If, uh, if, if, anybody wants, to, if anybody wants to read the blog, it's uh, uh, Wenger's zip coat. Um, is no, Wenger's coat zip. Wenger's coat zip. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm, bad enough, I'm, I'm bad enough for saying our own name. Never mind your name. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wenger'scoatzip.com. But I, uh, we got in the tube and we were leaving the pub going to – what was it, Fulham? What, what stop did we get off Fulham? We were at Earl's Court going to Fulham Broadway. Yeah, so we, we were about to get on the tube, and, and Fergus said to Nick, uh, Dave's son, you got to push your way through. But I didn't think anything of it, but he literally meant push your way through. So <laughs> doors open, and everyone just scatters. Well, the- uh, everyone's pushing their way in, and me and Bill are standing on the platform looking at each other like, Fergus, there's no chance we're getting I, on this train. I, I said, just and, get in and tuck your arses because the door's going to close behind you. <laughs> yeah, so I got in, and the first attempt for the doors to close yeah, that hit was me. Um, and, and obviously the doors didn't close. Then we pushed in a little bit more, and finally they closed. And it, once everyone kind of settled in, I, I honestly feel like I was pinned up against the door and my feet weren't even touching the ground. <laughs> I feel like I was being held you up by everyone. And that lady wasn't very me. happy with me. Was she? she said, oh, I said, look, just push down the bloody carriage. There's loads of room in the middle of the carriage. Yeah. But it was. Yeah, she was like, wait for the next one. And you minutes. were like, no, no, it's going to yeah, take it's got, It was minutes. nine minutes, the next one. And all that was going to happen, because we left early, because uh, we left the pub about seven, uh, and the kickoff was eight o'clock, about 7.45. So we made sure we were in the stadium, because you had plenty of time in the stadium as well to, to look around at different things, because uh, you I saw some photos and stuff you put up. Um, but uh, And I had time for a couple of beers. So I ended up... It, it's a shit stadium. It really is a shit stadium. It, it's really weird. Uh, I met up with um, Dave uh, and his boy again, Nick. We 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 uh, went together, and then uh, Nick Hatcher, who we met, I met in um, Cologne. Uh, bumped into him, and then Billy Young and a few others. So there, there was. It, it would have been really good if you were down the other end. You could have met met quite a few people that that you see virtually um but next time eh? next time definitely yeah no it was a good it was definitely a good experience um you know before the match during the match i got a lot of videos and photos and i reiterate what you said in terms about stanford bridge it's very old um it, it just it wasn't <laughs> wasn't pleasant i i now i understand why they're looking to either move or or renovate i think best thing for them would be to move because that stadium just needs a lot of work uh, uh, but they, they're meant to be out of there for four years at wembley and then a new stadium was built but i heard uh planning permission for the new stadium which looks shit from the outside from the pictures i've seen um it looks a bit more like the bird's nest um apparently local residents have objected about uh, lack of light so which is uh, yeah, yeah um, VAR was used. We'd better talk about the actual game as well. The game was not the best game in the world. Um, the VAR was used, I think, for the first penalty when Moses clips uh, Maitland-Niles. And apparently, uh, was it a pen? Um yeah, it was used, and it was funny to see people frustrated with the time that it was taking um, for the review in the stand that we were sitting in. But there was a guy behind us that said, you know, you guys need to shut up because we've been begging for this for years, and now that we have it, we're complaining, right? And I think it makes sense. I mean, it's just – I think it's more of a matter of getting used to 
the time that it may take. But again, if if it's going to take thirty seconds, sure, it you know might kill the flow of the game or might kill the momentum. But if you get the decision right, then it makes sense, right? The other day there was one where the decision was given with the goal. It wasn't an Arsenal game, and the decision was uh, was an offside. Was it West Ham? I don't know who it was. Um, it was over the weekend, and it took sixty seven seconds. So it just takes yeah. over a minute. But I think the confusion was that the referee just stuck his finger to his ear and was talking to the guy in some hotel or some building out near Heathrow. Um, and there was no indications of people in the ground. And in the away end, everybody was doing, like, jokingly doing, like, squares, like they're doing, like, going to the TV ref in in, um, in rugby and stuff like that. So... Um, I don't know the only we hung on and hung on and hung on um, for 20 minutes in the first half and just constant pressure constant pressure Um, Sanchez came on remind me on this one because I want to talk about that person Um, (laughs) Sanchez came on and Iwobi on the 72nd minute we could have nicked it if Iwobi wasn't just a greedy fuck. And it, it, greed, I don't mind, but then such a pilly-wally. That sounds very girly, doesn't it? Pilly-wally, <laughs> pilly-wally <laughs> shot uh, that uh, it didn't even hardly get off the end of his boot, did it? No, I think he I think he was so undecisive in terms of getting rid of that ball that he took it so far to the point where it was – kind of getting away from him and that's why his shot ended up turning into absolute shit um but i agree i think he should have he should have laid that off earlier but the fact that the chelsea backline was backing up off of him they were so concerned with alexis getting in behind them that i mean again it makes sense that he he took the space that they gave him, but I just think he he ran out of ideas at that point, and then it was just a desperation try to get his foot on the ball and let it. He let it get too far ahead of him. So I think his initial his initial thought looked like he wanted to play that in, but he was seems like he was a bit surprised at the fact that they let him take that much space, and it ended up going to shit. But apart from that, like I said earlier, I think that he I think he played well. He held up the ball well. He was good in possession, uh, but I think. Apart from him, Jack Wilshere looks Jack, great what again. A, what, a, what a captain! Uh, unfortunately, what a he captain. had to come off. Yeah, I would love to see him. You know, get that armband. He was he's, talking he's the, the only whole one time. That, him and Lacazette were the only yeah. two players that actually performed well in that game. Uh, it, it was, it, I just loved his vocal, and he. He just sits and hovers just behind. He's like, you know, when your dad uh, held the back of your saddle of your bike when you learned to ride. <laughs> he was almost like that. That's what in my head the analogy I got. He was just back there holding the back of the team and making sure everything was all right. And he's yeah. going to be our captain. Twenty grand a week pay cut they've got to offer him, but if he plays, why uh, injury? I, I can understand the logic of it, but in the current market and the current way I things think are he can earn more net figure if he plays he can earn more I, I think it's a little bit disrespectful or a bit uh, is it disrespectful it might be more of a gamble that he might go you know what fuck it I can go to Italy and they'll pay they'll pay me 150 grand a week I think it's both disrespectful and a gamble I mean there's no one in that squad that's 
that's Arsenal through and through like he is. And I had the conversation when I went through the tour of the Emirates, uh, when we made our way down to the pitch, and oh, I had a conversation yeah. with one of the staff members that was there. And we spoke for about 40 minutes, and I wish I had actually recorded the conversation. But he said, you know, we have one player in the squad that plays for the club. And I said, Jack Wilshere. And he looked at me and said, absolutely. And the fact that he's got I, – listen, I get it. I get that he has a track record of injuries, but on the flip side of that, we know that, or at least I've been saying it for a long time, and, and Gary Neville um, reiterated it earlier this week, that if Jack Wilshere is fit, he is the best English player in that position by a long I shot. You know what? By I, a long if shot. he's fit in the way he is now, in comparison to about two or three years ago, I think he's probably one of the best players in the entire league in that position. I, I can agree with that. I think I he's think he's, in, he's, he's his improved. Ability to get forward. And, yeah, yeah, and he's matured. But the fact that you're going to make him take a pay cut because of his track record from injuries, um, yes, at the end of the day, he may be able to make more if he plays. But unfortunately, he doesn't decide if he plays or not. Right? That decision comes down to the manager. So even if he's fit, and the manager doesn't want to put him in there, he's at a loss. Right? Which is for me would be a frustration but i think the only thing that may turn him towards signing it is the fact that he he's arsenal yeah, I think through he and is. through you know what he thinks of tottenham yeah, oh yes we do <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i would hate to see him leave i would love to see him be the captain of the club he's the only one that has that fire under his ass to really get into the face of one of his teammates and let them know how he feels and i think we lack that and and having someone like him who really feels the club and and is really interested not just in himself but the success of the club and and really breathes it um you know it's him and i think he would he would really be helpful in that that perspective. He, feel, he, he feels like he's one of us, and I know you've. Um, yeah. I've got it. I've got it in front of me now. I've got the DVD of '89 in front of me, and I know you've yours coming today or tomorrow. Um, yeah. it'll be re- next week, actually, I'll, I'll rewatch it again. Actually, um, next week <laughs> we, we we need to talk about the '89 uh, DVD because I, I I wasn't around. Uh, let's leave. Let's leave '89. But you see the passion, and I think Jack is the closest you can get to any of those players of. Uh, our squad that we've got at the moment. Actually, Coughlin, I thought was um, was uh, reasonably there. He, he, you know, he's one of our one of our longer serving players. Um, the one thing I'll do yeah. before we finish off in the Chelsea game because I we could talk all night actually about your trip and everything else. Um, and the idea was to try and do a London special, but we've been off that long. <laughs> We're amalgamating the two things together. Um, <laughs> Uh, Sanchez and uh, Nelson and uh, Permetsaka were warming up and they're warming up right in front of us. Permetsaka come up, applauded and clapped us, eye contact. Reese Nelson came up, even after the game, he came to some little kid on the corner flag, uh, done selfies with him, done uh, gave him his shirt, autographs, everything else, all in seconds. Uh, Sanchez the snake, sorry, did I say that, Sanchez, um, didn't even come halfway up the touchline, wouldn't look at us, didn't talk to us, nothing, they didn't acknowledge us at all. Um, and that for me was the nail in the coffin for him uh, and my support. I haven't sang his song all season. I did uh, obviously previous seasons, but I haven't sang a song all season because I knew he's out of there. But I just think it's a little bit disrespectful considering there was like 4,000 of us that travelled there. It, he could have done a farewell, you know, a lot of players do do a farewell wave or something like that. I, I, I never doubt the man's um, 
work rate or the man's um uh yeah work rate when he's on the pitch because he 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 does put a shift in all the time and he gets very frustrated but i i also think um he has caused an awful lot of ructions behind the scenes in the dressing room he was punching the pitch after that game and everything else he didn't even feature against bournemouth did he no he wasn't even on the bench and from what i saw today he trained with the the youth team today or yes. the reserve team or something like that <laughs> but if he the deal doesn't go through it has to go through by i think midnight tonight otherwise he can't play tomorrow uh, and if the deal doesn't go through wenger has said that he will feature against palace um well I'd, i personally i personally think that even if he signs today i don't think he features for United this weekend, nor what he'll I come think. On as a he'll, he'll come on as a, as a sub. I'd be surprised, to be honest with you. Um, and same thing for Mkhitaryan. I don't think that he would feature this weekend for us they, either. They'll, they'll come on as a sub because it's dick waving, isn't it? Oh, look who we've got, you know. And, and and yeah, and you know what? Mourinho didn't even want Sanchez. Mourinho just done that to piss off Per and to piss off, uh, sorry, piss off Pep. Sorry, he probably did yeah. piss off Per as well. Um, to, to piss off Pep and just to wind up Wenger again. That's all. Let's wind up Wenger. Yeah. Should we, should we? Go ahead. Go on. No, I was just going to say it doesn't seem like uh, Mkhitaryan seems interested in joining the club anyways. Uh, and I've already said, and you've seen my comments, if Mkhitaryan doesn't want to join us, fuck off. <laughs> exactly. If you don't want to wear – if you don't – if you don't want to wear Arsenal red and white, you know, fuck off. I'm not interested. You know, oh, Mickey, Mickey. Yeah, and he wants he wants uh, Alexis Sanchez money. <laughs> he wants to be the high, he actually wants to be the highest player paid player at the club. I know. Um, he's current. He's got three and a half years left on his contract at Man United, and he says, "I'm happy to stay there." Shows the ambition of the guy. I actually rate the guy as a player. Um, and I thought he was a really good player. We were interested in him before. And when he went to Man United, I thought, oh, geez, they've got a right proper player there. But Mourinho be Mourinho unless he's he can drive a bus and park it and be a tall guy who can you – know, I, I described uh, uh, Jose Mourinho to uh, a guy yesterday, I think it was. I said, he's just a flash Sam Allardyce. That's all he is. <laughs> It, it, he, do, he does because all he does is park the bus against lower teams he can come out and smash them around the place but anybody who's his uh, meets his mark are better he parks the bus yeah and I think Alexis fits his his mold because he likes to sit deep and then likes to have that player who can kind of make things happen you know with speed he's got creativity so he'll be beneficial for them on the counterattack given how their defensive structure is um, yes. and they'll play play more direct with that front line so alexis can kind of hold up the ball and allow them to get forward but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out i, I don't i don't i know alexis says he wants to win titles um and that's his ambition and that's why he wants to leave uh, in this yeah, kind the, of the titles i think called 50 pound notes yeah, and I think this kind of goes into our debate that we wanted to talk about. But um, Let, let's do the Bournemouth game before we kick into that. Okay. Yeah, the Bournemouth game won't take long. Fucking hell! <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I, I watched about seventy uh, percent of it, and then I ended up watching the extended highlights just because I was on a flight to Bosnia uh, or Serbia, and then a drive to Bosnia. But I was able to see. Uh, that first goal. I mean, what the fuck was Peter Cech doing? I. <laughs> <laughs> 
go on. I'll let you. I'll let you explain. I don't. I, don't, I was so confused by it. I had to watch it back about three or four times. I don't know why the hell he comes charging out of the net for that. I mean, yes, I know that the defender got in behind, but it's not like he's at the top of the six. He was probably about at the penalty mark, right? Why not allow the defender to put some pressure on him and then you stand your ground and, and make that save opposed to – I mean, he came out and gave him a gaping net to but aim were, at and they took advantage of it. was four players uh, trying to stop uh, the Bournemouth um, – winger but a uh, winger or whatever the guy in the wing uh putting the ball in it just looked like schoolboy didn't it I, I think in 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 check's defense sorry in check's defense he come if he stayed in his line he probably would have had an easy save he's come he's come out and he hasn't caught the ball no sorry he's tried to catch the ball if he just punched it which we all hate goalkeepers doing he probably would have cleared it, and it would be enough time to get to get back in. But the main error for me was the amount that were like you know they were like flies to shit uh, over on that wing. Honestly, there were four of them around there. I know that there's been loads of photos and everything else posted on social media. It was just dreadful. I mean, the same thing happened against Liverpool. We had, you know, three, four guys attacking the ball, and then that's what ended up allowing Firmino to score that goal. Yeah. It happened against Chelsea. So it's nothing new. But with someone with his experience, you would think, okay, I'm not going to make this more than it is. Let me stay on my ground, use my reactions, use my size to make the save. Like you said, I think if he stays in net, he makes somewhat of a comfortable save. The fact that he came out, he didn't get to that ball and made it an easy – all he – all. Who was it? Wilson. All Wilson has to do is get his foot on that ball and get it on target, and it's in. Whereas if Check stays in net, he now not only has to put it on target, but he needs to try to get it out of Check's way. And Check bailed him out and gave him an easy an easy finish, which was disappointing considering we had taken the lead. We looked comfortable. I mean, we didn't. Bournemouth didn't really look like they were going to score a goal, and then they they get one from nothing, and that kind of put us in an uncomfortable uh, situation. The, the, the and first half, I thought we controlled the first half. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah, agree. The second we, half, we they came at us and we shit ourselves. And uh, I, I was I was in my local pub. <laughs> Strange that. Um, <laughs> you sleep there? My wife would actually <laughs> probably agree with you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're meant to be my fa- my friend, my mate, <laughs> my wingman. <laughs> you landed me in the shit. <laughs> um, I was in the pub and uh, Bradley uh, was talking to me and we were just saying, we've got this, it's all right. We, it, it wasn't the best game. We're never good on the early kickoffs. I don't know why, but we're never good on the early kickoffs. Um, but... It, it was okay. First half was boring, but we had it. And then second half, it just uh, I turned around. I was sitting with a Sunderland fan, and I turned around. I said, um, it's uh, 1-0 now. I said, I think we've done enough to deserve to win it. If Bournemouth came back and nicked one, it wouldn't be unfair. But there's no way that Bournemouth should beat us, say, 2-1, for example. I walked up to the bar, got a beer. I sat back down again. I said, I'm going to shut my fucking mouth the next time, aren't I? <laughs> they got the two goals. <laughs> yeah, that second goal was, was pitiful again. I mean, the fact that 
he's able to take that ball down, and the oncoming player was a Jordan Ibe, uh, comes in really yep. uncontested. Again, it's just school ground defending. There's no urgency. There's no, uh, you know, interest to really close players down at certain times. It just they just turn off mentally, which is incredibly frustrating. And we got Palace at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, if this confident. was away uh, at home, I'm confident. If it, again, if it, if it was away, I I would be a bit nervous, uh, given how they played against uh, Man City not too long ago. But with a home game uh, coming off the back of uh, some poor results, I think that they they show up, or at least this is those one of those fixtures where. Um, you would expect them to stand up and say, you know, let's fix it and crack or kind of cover over the cracks. But uh, uh, I, I would be very, very surprised if if Arsenal didn't get three points. But again, we've been very surprised the first uh, two and a uh, half, three weeks of the, of the year. I'll give you my prediction. It's what is scrappy, it? Scrappy, scrappy, shitty. We got to win. Although I am not confident, I'm going for one nil. I'm gonna go with. I'm not confident in any of Palace's strikers. Uh, I think Zaha is quite decent. Wouldn't well, you have him at Arsenal? He's, uh, no, I think he's okay. creative, but I don't think he's good enough for a, a club like Arsenal at least right now. Um, I think he was, good, he was good enough for Man United at the time, but he didn't like up north, did he? Yeah, well, he didn't really play very well either, um, which is why. I mean, he's doing well at Palace, but again, there's a whole other pressure that you know, comes with playing at Palace. Give, give, give us your score, and I'll tell you what we can do. We can buy Zaha, and I'll tell you what we'll do with him in a minute. Go on. What, what's your score? I am going to say Lacazette finally starts scoring again. I'm going to go with 3-0. Good. Okay, I'm 1-0. You're 3-0. And yeah, I am, I am hoping now that Sanchez is gone. Lacazette is going to be our main man, and uh, he will start scoring. But what we can do is we buy Wilfred Zaha in this transfer window. Um, what date are we on? The twenty, the 19th. We buy him tomorrow and then we could possibly sell him to Man United for a profit <laughs> or maybe a loss by the end of the month. What do you reckon? Yeah, that, that might happen. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, I, I think I posted before on the Sanchez thing. Um, selling him to City this year wouldn't have felt bad because he's going to leave at the end of the season he was never going to sign a new contract he he was going to leave at the end of the season whether it was I would have preferred if we're going to sell him we sell him to PSG or, or, or out of the league but Man City are out of this league in re- in relation to Arsenal and even a top four challenge never mind a title challenge that's out the window um, so it wouldn't have felt as, as painful Man United are fairly well ahead of us, but, you know, um, just selling to Man United, selling to fucking Maureen as well. Uh, Add insult. My brother's a Man United fan, so I get the shit as well. Yes. And this is, I mean, this is one of the things that we wanted to debate, and it'll be interesting to see what the the listeners think. But you would think that we learned our lesson with Van Persie. And. It doesn't seem like we've learned our lesson. Uh, would I mean? Does it make sense for us to get twenty-five or thirty million? I've also seen the possibility of uh, 
us just getting a straight cash deal and Mkhitaryan staying with Man United. So there's a lot that's floating around, but I think I'm- I, th- I think the Mkhitaryan is happening, but unless he wants, as I said earlier, unless he wants to come to us, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, but I think I, th- I think the issue that's holding things up is we want Mkhitaryan plus ten mil. That's what we're told. I saw twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw twenty is that dollars or, or is um, that Bosnian shekels or something like that. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was uh, twenty million pounds, but. Again, that number could be changing because, you know, Raiola is an interesting character. And uh, it's just – it seems a nightmare right now. But I just – we want to get in the top four, and Manchester United is going to be one of our direct competitors. And, again, we are strengthening I think, one of our opponents. Honestly, the, We're selling to Man United and Mourinho on top yeah, of that. But, honestly, I don't think Man United are our direct opponents anymore. Our direct opponents are Burnley. Um uh, I, I think I think I, I, I split the league and you've got the top six and we are definitely in the relegation zone of the top six. I think it'd be very, very difficult for us to go much lower um, simply because of the quality of the, the other half of the league. Um, but can you see any light at the end of the tunnel? Can you see anything? Um, speaking to when I did the tour, like I said, speaking to that member of the staff that was on the pitch, uh, which can't name them, you get them sacked. I don't remember his name, but uh, brings me back to one point that I wanted to make. I I sat down in Arsene Wenger's seat on the pitch side, and that gentleman said, "Have a seat and uh, let me know what the view looks like." And the reason I said that is because Uh, you know I was in the I was standing in the technical box along. The, the side of the pitch and I told Bill I said I wish Wenger would spend more time here and not in his seat and the, the, the gentleman said have a seat in, uh, where he sits and let me know what you think so I took a seat and the pitch is a little bit higher than where the seats are and realistically you sitting in that seat your perspective is absolute shit I mean your eye level with maybe the player's knees because the pitch is higher up than where the, the, the bench is I don't I don't understand how Wenger is able yeah. to see anything from where he sits. Which have you not it, heard his interviews? Yeah, and it and it he makes sense anything. because the gentleman was like, and that's why when other managers come here, you see them always on the sideline and not very often sitting in their seat because of the view. The pitch is higher than where you're sitting, and you don't really get a good perspective. And it, it just all made sense to me. I was like, "What? Why? Why does he not get out of his seat? How is he able to, to see, you know, what we see on TV? Obviously, it's a different perspective, but you know." And he also mentioned George Graham would go up and sit in the, the director's well, box. Sam, Sam you know, Allardyce uh, for the first half used to first half in the stand, second well, half yeah. in the dugout. Yep, and it makes sense, right? But I, it just it completely confused me how the view is so bad from sitting in that seat and he never gets out of his seat. So it it kind of all made sense to me at the point of no wonder he doesn't see what we see or somewhat of what we see because his point of view is absolute shit and he makes no effort to improve it by, you know, getting up and getting not that type of manager he's the type of manager that comes along and says go express yourself you you know what you can do you know your capabilities da 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 I don't think he's particularly interested in looking at it, it there and then he'll look at some of the technicalities of no that should have been a foul that shouldn't have been a foul have an argument with the fourth official or Mike Dean or whatever it be um, but he will then look back at it in more detail on DVD afterwards I 
think that's where that's that's what I think. Um, Personally, I think he is well. He designed the bloody stadium. He knows what level he wanted his eye line at. Did the did the guy taking you around tell you that he now sits in seat number three on the bench um, on the front row? But he used to sit in 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 seat number one. But because he keeps on fucking up with his zipper, as you, (laughs) he kept on banging his elbow on that bar that's on the side. Um, so he moved because he had so, <laughs> such a badly bruised elbow. So, um, what do you make of uh, Theo going? Cock going? Cockland um, even? I'm I'm surprised that Cockland went before El Nenny. To be honest with you, um, I, I I don't dislike El Nenny. I think he's a good squad player. I think he gets a lot of criticism when he doesn't necessarily deserve it. Um, Coughlin, like you had said earlier, he brings just a different intensity to the game. But I personally think that El Nenny is a better yeah, footballer uh, than El, him. El Nenny is um, more measured. Coughlin is more, more passionate. Yeah. So, I mean, when you weigh up both of those, you know, maybe it makes sense for Coughlin to go instead of El Nenny. But uh, disappointed because I think he's a guy that, you know, brings a lot of passion and drive when he took the pitch, but unfortunately hasn't really had many opportunities and I think him going to Valencia will give him With a better eight, better chance 80 of million euro by a close. Fuck he must be good. Yeah I don't that must have been a typo. No, he, must, he must be really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. But I, I think they were just taking a piss for everyone for and the he, fact that they put it that high. There's I mean there's no reason for twelve million for a player that standing. Yeah, twelve million pounds. I mean, but it's the Arsenal way, right? I mean, you buy, uh, you try to buy cheap, and you end up selling cheap. It just doesn't make any sense how all these other clubs sell their, you know, dead wood for decent amounts of money. And you know, this guy when he came from came back from Charlton, he was probably one of the best defensive midfielders in the league at that point for that second half of the yes. season. But we did, and we, did, we get rid of. We him did make eleven million pound profit on him, though. We bought him for a million pounds, I believe. Still, I mean, given the amount of money that's in the Premier League and the, the amount of money that's being thrown around for average players, the fact that Coughlin, who was a first-team player for quite some time, uh, goes for £12 million is interesting, to say the least. Yeah. And Theo? Well, we got, we're talking about getting rid of Deadwood. Um, Theo? Um, yeah, I think it was time for Theo to move on. I he, he never turned into that player that we always wished he would. He wanted to be a striker. He got the opportunity. He went hot and cold. He's had a couple of years in the past three or four years where he, he scored a decent amount of goals. Yes, he scored 100 goals for the club, so uh, no disrespect to him. But I think it made sense for him to go elsewhere where he maybe can become the focal point yes. of that Everton yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll play regularly. It's in a World Cup year, so maybe it gives him the opportunity to you know, make it make his way to the to the squad for the World does, Cup. Does the World Cup on this year? <laughs> yeah, the Russians. Oh, right, um, okay. There mustn't be a real World Cup because the Irish and the Yanks aren't there. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think the weight of the shirt as well um, may help him kind of get back to where he he would like to be. I just don't. I think the potential was always there. I just don't think he's ever going to be able to fulfill it to the point where we thought he could, And quickly looking at some of the uh, transfer rumours, uh, we've got uh, Johnny Evans, Malcolm, obviously Mkhitaryan, and... 
Uh, I mean, Aubameyang is someone that we've been chasing, or we've reportedly been chasing for a couple of years now, similar to the Lacazette situation. Um, I see a lot of smoke. I'm not sure if it's real or not. I, I saw last night that a deal was agreed. Um, I know that he didn't travel with the team. They're, they're playing Erta Berlin, I think it's today. And he didn't travel with the team, so I think that might be a positive. But I think he would be a good addition to the club. I think he's a strong player. Ray, he's physical. Ray, Ray he's quick. After um, he's well, proven so he scored what are you goals. Go, Real or Arsenal? Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And obviously, Real Madrid would be able to offer him more money. Yeah. Um, Donny Evans? And I've never, to be honest with you, I've never been a, a big fan of him. I also don't watch West Brom very it's often. An Irish international. Um, yeah. Um, so, I mean. Don't so <laughs> yeah like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's. Say no more. <laughs> he, well, he's Northern Irish. No, he's not. He's Republic of Ireland. He was captain for Republic of Ireland. I thought he played for Northern Ireland. No, no. Johnny Evans is, is, is Irish. You got... Fucking hell. I'm confusing you guys. Uh, yeah, you're not the only one. That's 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 not a good thing. Johnny Evans. <laughs> so, yeah, I've never been a fan of his, to be honest with you. But again, I don't watch him on the regular. Uh, it, it sounds like he's been doing well. Oh, actually, Rashtam. you are uh, correct. I think he's the captain right now. Or I don't want him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, don't there want you him. go. Yeah, I don't want him. I know my shit. I'm not you're educated not edu- enough. You educate, educated. educate me. <laughs> yeah, there you don't go. He was Northern Ireland yeah, captain, I believe, but yeah, no. Yeah, right, shit. so I saw that Man City came in for him, and it seems like he's more interested in that move. But uh, I'll be, I'd actually be interested to see uh, Mavropanos to get a chance to be honest with you. Oh, the Greek chap. Yeah, he, he, he tore it up yeah. apparently in the youth squad when we won four, was it 4-0 or 4-2? Um, Eddie got a couple of goals and he he was doing quite well. What, have, have you seen Mavropanos then perform elsewhere? I've seen him when he played for the Giannis or whatever the hell the name of the club was. I've seen him. Uh, I, I'd actually seen some highlights of him before. I didn't, I mean, he wasn't a name that stood out to me, but when I saw that we had signed him, I, I went back and did some research and took a look at, you know, where he had been and what he had done. So I definitely seen some matches that he had played. Um, but obviously I didn't, I wasn't watching him closely, but I think given his size, he's a quick, he's very quick, um, very good feat for a central defender. Um, he's a young lad. This, this, uh, this, I mean, these are all Mislintat influenced buys, even though he doesn't sign. Yeah. Mislintat doesn't work for until the 1st of January, uh, 1st of February. Yeah. And um, I, I think that if we're giving opportunities to players like Chambers, who uh, frustrates me more often than not, I think. You know, we're worth giving this this guy a chance. The fact that he came in with the expectation of going out on loan, and we've done a complete U-turn and said, you know what, we're going to keep him till the end of the season and see how he does, goes to show that you know maybe he did show something in training that, I, that stood I, You out. know what, so, I think a bit like Lacazette and a bit like many other players, I think the confidence has kicked the shit out of them sometimes. So last one that we talk about, last one we talk about is Malcolm. Yeah. What do you reckon very briefly? Cause we got your new quiz that you want to do after this. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I honestly don't know much about him. The only thing that I've seen is, is, you know, videos on YouTube, social media, yeah. YouTube. Uh, he looks a good player. He's quick. He reminds me a lot when he runs with the ball. He reminds me a lot of William from, Chelsea keeps the ball close to his feet. Um, but if he could Mac- add value, Mac- 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 look good on uh, YouTube as well. Remember that. 
Yeah, but I think one concern that I have with him is his size. He's a little guy playing out on the wing. I think he may struggle in the Premier League. Uh, I could be wrong, um, but it would be interesting to see. I, I saw that initially it was going to happen, and then I saw recently that it's not going to happen. So we're used to this, Arsenal supporters in the January transfer window. There's Everyone's going to sign for us, and then no one signs for us. I heard that you know, it seems like Iguain's been having a medical for about four years now. <laughs> <laughs> right. To, to, to finish up. Um, yeah, so to finish off, we want to... Ex- explain uh, what you're going to do then. So I figured we'd add some excitement to this uh, to, to close it off. Explain what this, this was uh, devised or discussed in the Barnells court, wasn't it, with Dave Hurl and everybody else. So they will be aware of this. So it'll be interesting yeah, so to see how it works. So I thought it would be interesting to see... Uh, the different perspectives, you know, of, of what we think of the club and certain things associated to the club. So what we'll do is we'll start with five, but basically what I'll do is I will just throw out five words, whether they're players, uh, managers, anything related to Arsenal. And you will give me, you know, a one or two word answer in terms of what comes and to mind go back and forth? when I say that to you. So I'll I'll do my five and then you can do your five. Okay. Um, so again, it's anything Arsenal related, whether it's a manager, a goal, a player, anything. Um, and then the other person has to basically say what comes to mind Mine. as soon it's as they your... hear that. So it'd be interesting to see Since the different it was your perspectives. Idea, uh, you can take the floor. <laughs> All right. So before we uh, we end this, um, I just want to reiterate in terms of the debate. It'd be interesting to see what the listeners think about the Alexis Sanchez move. If it ends up happening, um, are you happy with selling to Man United again? Have we not learned our lesson with the Van Persie sale? And and give us your thoughts on that. So with that, I'm going to start. You ready? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Uh, I'll start at the bottom of my list. I'll work my way up. So, Highbury. Mecca. Arsene Wenger. <laughs> Gentlemen, time to go. Stan Kroenke. Can't. Excuse me, I shouldn't say that word, but... <laughs> Cesc Fabregas. Ooh. Don't blame him. <laughs> Alexis Sanchez. Snake. All right, I, was, I like the uh, the cronky one. <laughs> I don't like using that word. Sea <laughs> bar. All right, your turn. Um, funny enough, I've got a couple that you will uh, have. I'll, I'll do the two that you had already. Um, Highbury. History. Arsene Wenger. Disappointed. Lacazette. Future legend. I hope so. <laughs> January transfer window. A bunch of bullshit. My word, we're doing bollocks. <laughs> Var. Hopeful. Hopeful. That yeah. was quite interesting. Actually. That was quite good. It's quite good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it it plays out. I'd be interested to see what the uh, 
the listeners think as well with some of our reactions so and I'll, I'll, if it matches I'll, up with what they do. I'll read out mine and people, if they want to put it in either comments or Facebook or whatever, they can uh, make their comments. So you've got VAR, VAR, January transfer window, Austin Wenger, Lacazette, and Highbury, and you've got three others that are different. Yeah, so I also had Highbury and Arsene Wenger, and in addition I had Alexis Sanchez, Cesc Fabregas, and Silent Stan Kroenke. Stan Kroenke. <laughs> Fuck off back to LA. <laughs> Mate, that's been good. I, we tried, we tried desperately, tried to keep this to an hour, but we uh, we struggled. But we did have an awful lot of football to cover, and we had your we, we had your trip uh, to London. Um, but no, I've enjoyed it. Uh, we are, will be back on more regularly. Uh, we're going to record either on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. So um, we'll sort that out and we'll get a bit more regular. Um, it's been really enjoyable yet again. Um, Manny, if you're listening, uh, once we get my internet and so on, a few bits and pieces sorted out, um, we'll get you to join. Uh, it'd be really good. And if anybody else would like to join us for the podcast uh, we're always looking for um, uh, interesting guests to join us and uh, debate with us um, I'll leave you to the Twitter and the Facebook yeah so if uh, you want to join the conversation feel free to join us on Twitter at guns and ribbons um, you can send us a direct message you can tweet us however you'd like on Facebook we are guns and yellow ribbons you can send us a message uh, comment on one of the posts um, whatever is easier for you but uh, please be sure to join the conversation let us know your thoughts uh, I know we were off for a little bit uh, my traveling um, didn't really cooperate with our schedule <laughs> but now that we're we've caught up uh you know we'll be doing this regularly so again let us know your thoughts uh you can also email us info at guns and and want to be a guest appearance on the podcast we can hopefully work that out for you um be good to get some different perspectives and uh any debates you'd like for us to talk about or anything that comes to mind and you want us to chat about it let us know listen again been real as they say Mike <laughs> thanks very much Fergus don't, don't drink too much tomorrow I know I'm driving oh okay good <laughs> <laughs> no no I'll have one beer but that, that'll be it listen you've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons uh, with me uh, Fergus and Mike hope you enjoyed it um Tune in next week, as they say, and uh, join us then. Probably us. What do you think of Tottenham? <laughs> shit. What do you think of shit? Tottenham.